Thursday, and you know what that means. Welcome to the Max Wrestling Podcast, episode 320 of your superior Thursday evening podcast. This is your captain speaking in the aftermath of Kenny Allbelts leading the rebellion of Impact Wrestling. Um, but first, allow me to welcome my co horsemen for this week. It is, of course, Travis the Walker Anderson, just the lonely two horsemen. Hey, at least I didn't oversleep today, and you had to do it by <laughs> yourself. It's it's amazing. Mike is actually sleeping. Uh, shocker. I didn't. I guess, I mean, when you're a machine, you got to power down at some point. Very true. Yeah, Mike, Mike is rebooting. So like I said, it's episode 320, which means we're also 100 episodes away from Moses' favorite episode. <laughs> oh, he's going to have a fun time on that. <laughs> which is just under two years away. <laughs> okay. Um, we're not going to get into Raw this week because neither of us watched it. Um, it's not a trending hashtag, but I think we all kind of listened to the hashtag, don't watch Raw. Even Chad from Bold Predictions didn't watch Raw. I don't see how anybody can. So for me, I I watch it on Hulu. Yeah. On Hulu, it's only an hour and a half compared to the three hours that's actually live. Yeah, take out all the breaks. I can't even get through the hour and a half. <laughs> I can imagine like the brain cells I would lose trying to watch all three hours. I I don't understand how 1.7 million people are still watching this crap. Well, when you said that to me the other day, I was like, it has to be in their WWE contract. <laughs> like all the writers, the producers, the cameramen, the light tech, the freaking people that set up the ring it's like everybody's contract to schedule your tv to watch raw at eight o'clock every monday and that's at least going to be a, a third of their views right there well that would make sense because the ratings keep going down and they keep firing people yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so we, yeah like i said we're not going to really get into raw this week uh so we're we will talk a little bit about SmackDown, so if you're watching on YouTube, now is the time to hit the subscribe button, like and share us on Facebook, and subscribe to our audio streams on all podcast platforms. So, um, we're going to talk Rebellion shortly, but first of all, tomorrow night on SmackDown, it's Daniel Bryan's job versus Roman's on Universal Championship. And I can't really decide whether they're playing us or not, so... Either Roman's actually going to drop the title, which would swerve everybody, or Daniel Bryan's leaving SmackDown, possibly WWE. Uh, who was it? Um, somebody was actually like did an interview or talked about Daniel Bryan's career. I I never like I didn't get to read into it or anything, but somebody was. Like saying that he his career should be ending soon or something like that. Yeah, I I believe his contract is running out. Apparently, um, he has been saying like this was possibly his last WrestleMania. Um, 
I think he probably would have signed a new contract, obviously, when he was cleared again, which was, I want to say, 2018. I'm not sure. What's interesting to me is, like, he fought so hard to come back. And now we're talking about just maybe two years, two, three years later, he's talking about retiring. That just don't sound right. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to jump ship. Maybe. I mean, he's always talked about this bucket list of um, wrestlers that he wants to face in, like, Japan. and. Man, could you imagine, like, Kenny Omega versus Daniel <laughs> Bryan? Yes. That would be, that would be sweet. Now, that would be uh, kicking open the forbidden door. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now... So that one's up in the air. Her ability speaks for itself. There's no question about that. But can somebody please tell me what Bailey has done recently to earn a title shot? She hasn't wrestled in four months. She didn't even have a match at WrestleMania. In fact, she got slapped by the Bella Twins at WrestleMania. That's all it was right there. Uh, That's all it takes. Let the Bellas slap you around and then, <laughs> and then you get a title shot. That sounds like WWE to me. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, where, where was it? where's Sasha? She's not getting a rematch. Um, I think I've only seen her on SmackDown once, and that was in an interview since WrestleMania. She is doing some filming, isn't she? Like she she's doing like a movie or something. Okay, fair enough. I think. Don't hold me to it. Well, she's probably going to be doing more Mandalorian later this year, if yeah. if she's in the next yeah, season they again. Could, they could uh, be filming that too. So. Yeah. So okay, uh, we don't have Sasha. Let's go for Bailey. Okay, but also the name of the pay per view WrestleMania Backlash would suggest that it's Backlash from WrestleMania. Such a stupid name. It irks my soul. Yes. Like, it really does. <laughs> like, it's always, as soon as, like, I first got into uh, wrestling and I was first introduced to WWE and I started following it pretty regular, yeah, I, I thought it was so cool because there was WrestleMania and then there was Backlash. Yeah. And it, it like, you didn't have to put the WrestleMania name in front of it to know that it was the backlash of WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, it's always been common freaking knowledge. And, like, even when they stopped using backlash, it was just extreme rules. Or, I think they went straight to money in the bank one year. Yeah. Why, why are we adding WrestleMania to the name of the pay-per-view? There's no logical reason to do it. I have no idea. <laughs> it, it's just... And then they like they use the same WrestleMania logo, and it just looks stupid. Yeah, it's literally two pay per view logos stuck together. Ugh, it's so weird. There, there was one in '98, which I, I think it was in October, which would have been more appropriate. WrestleMania breakdown, because we're all having a breakdown watching this shit. <laughs> 
Um, so like I say, we, we neither of us watched Raw. Um, for some reason, Braun Strowman has been added to the WrestleMania Backlash main event. So now it's a triple threat. That's that's original. Adding somebody to a title match to make it a triple threat. They haven't done that like a month ago. It, okay, so I did not watch all of Raw. Yesterday, I was talking to my daughter. I was like, I handed her, <laughs> I gave her the remote. I was like, put something on TV. Yeah. And she was like, okay. And I, I told you this, and you were like, you didn't clarify, put something good on TV. I'm like, damn it, no. Yeah. <laughs> put, some, put some crap on the TV, Monday Night Raw. So I, I didn't watch, but I was listening as I was doing some housework and whatnot. And then I was listening to Braun Strowman cut a couple promos talking about how he was in a triple threat match. He didn't lose. So he never got pinned. So he deserves another shot. And then I think it was like 10 minutes later, it seemed like, uh, Bobby Lashley and MVP were raising hell because there might be a triple threat and how he doesn't have to look. I'm like, okay, so we literally just heard this freaking uh, same promo. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. So, so this is literally the same storyline as Daniel Bryan because he didn't lose to a champion either, so he got added to a triple threat match. Right. The only thing that's missing it, is Braun making Lashley tap out, which isn't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it. it's nice to think that Braun's getting added, but at the same time, ever since they added in that freaking oh, the choo-choo. train. Yeah. Ugh. They put that train in there, and I'm like, they're, they're just making them a joke. Yeah. The, uh, the other thing that I have a problem with Raw, uh, and I was really looking forward to talk about this last week, is Alexa Bliss. She is out here every week cutting a promo on the women's division. Is she having matches? No. Is she singling out a specific wrestler? No. It's just the entire women's division, and then the entire women's division is having matches. They're having tag team matches, uh, six-woman tag matches. Uh, you got freaking Charlotte coming out and getting suspended and unsuspended, and there's and everybody's completely just overlooking. Alexa Bliss. Like this yeah. person this person is like straight up, you know, cutting a promo on the entire division and is being ignored. What sense does that make? I don't even know what Alexa did this week. As far as I know, she just cut the same promo as the last two weeks. But for me this is exactly where they went wrong with Bray when he was in the Wyatt family. Yeah, he can cut a great promo, but you're not doing shit with him. I don't even know what the hell they're doing with him. We, Meanwhile, 
Meanwhile, we got uh, RK Bro. <laughs> yeah, like, which I haven't seen other than pictures, so um, I'll hold judgment on that one. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it can work. I mean, it's good for Riddle um, because, from what I understand, this was Randy's idea because he sees something in Matt Riddle. Like, I I don't know what. Unless <laughs> he's just trying to. <laughs> well, I mean, as we've learned from past experience, if you're good with Randy, you're golden. If you're not good with Randy, eh. he's like the uh, the Punisher. Yeah. <clears throat> He'll be your uh, judge, jury, and executioner. Um. Funny thing is, while there's so much negativity on Raw right now, and rightfully so, on its you know ever declining ratings and the quality of content. In 11 days' time, it will be 22 years since the highest-rated episode of Raw ever. Uh, and it also happens to be my favorite ever episode of Raw, which got, I believe it was 8.1. Now we're on 1.7. Damn, what, what happened? It was like I... the night where... It was corporate ministry versus a union. That whole rivalry was going on. And Shawn Michaels came back as a commissioner and made all these crazy matches. And the main event was Triple H, Undertaker, and Shane versus The Rock, Stone Cold, and Vince with Shawn Michaels as a special referee. Hey. That, that, that's a star-studded main event. Hey, yeah. <laughs> what happened to those days? <laughs> Damn it. And like I said, the, the, the closing segment 22 years ago this week on Raw was when Undertaker tried to marry Stephanie. Yeah. And Stone Cold to the rescue. Those days are long gone. Uh, it, it it sucks, man. Like, m- most of us grew up on, on Raw. And now you just... You just can't even watch it. It was the source of the passion for wrestling in majority of us, you know? And now you just want to piss on it. Like, literally piss on it. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't looking forward to Raw anyway. Then I saw they announced that there was going to be two six-person tag matches, not two six-man tag matches, because one of them was all women. Uh, And I thought, yeah, I don't give two shits. I'm not watching Raw this week. (laughs) So I I did catch that segment as well i i didn't see the match or anything but how it happened it started naturally with like a Miz tv kind of thing you know but what what pissed me off about it and annoyed me about it is that they announced the match before they set it up (laughs) like if they did the Miz tv segment like last week it would make more sense but then they acted like it was going to be like this huge surprise on the show where uh, Damien Priest and the New Day threw tomatoes at everybody else. Yeah. And I'm like, such good uh, shit. Yeah. I'm like, well, at least that's why there's a match, but we already knew there was going to be a match. So this is completely pointless. <laughs> so stupid. Luckily, there were some good things that happened this week. So, um, 
Kenny Omega is now holding technically four different championships if you count the two titles from Impact. Hey, okay, so if you if we're gonna talk about Kenny, you gotta at least say his name right. It's Kenny by God Omega. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. My bad. <laughs> Fucking Don Callis sitting there. They're stealing all my damn catchphrases. <laughs> um, I've been saying, I, I've been saying, by God, for freaking almost a year now. <laughs> and now Don Callis is saying that, and then last night he's saying, "What the hell was that?" I'm like, you bastard. <laughs> so, I guess this kind of confirms that there's a working relationship between Impact and AEW. Oh, you just had to go there, didn't you? Well, I mean, what is up with everybody against me saying when I'm just like I don't I don't care if it's one-sided or if it's like partial or just benefits one company. I don't care about that because the at the end of the damn day there is a partnership, not just with AEW and Impact, but multiple companies. It's a fucking partnership. Yeah, and if you want to know how it benefits Impact, um, Rebellion was apparently the eighth most successful pay-per-view since August last year, and did I think it was nine times more buys than Bound for Glory? And, okay, you can say, yeah, but how much did Bound for Glory get? Kind of besides the point, Bound for Glory is supposed to be Impact's biggest pay-per-view of the year. And they bring in Kenny Omega from AEW, and he gets nine times the buys that they did for Bound for Glory. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, so many people say that, like, just completely shitting on AEW for, you know, not contributing to impact and it's just one-sided and only benefits AEW but I'm like no not at all well before Kenny Omega won that title how how often did you hear people talking about impact I mean it's increased in the last 12 months but still nothing compared to what it used to be exactly like it, I think it was you that said it. Um, Impact has not got this kind of buzz since Jeff and Matt. Yeah. They, they haven't. Like, Monday morning, all I saw was Kenny Omega all over Facebook. I mean, yeah, sure. It's an AEW guy that has the title, but... At the same time, Impact is getting the promotion. They're getting the attention. They're getting the eyes on them. Yeah, and I've also been saying for months that Kenny Omega's been better booked on Impact than he has on his own freaking show. Yeah. He, he's like, he's just goofy on <laughs> AEW. Like, he's a legit goofy. And, but on Impact, he kicks ass. So it's kind of like you get the best of both worlds of Kenny Omega, but still. Can we can we also remember that 
there's currently a tag team in New Japan that have the Impact tag team title still? Exactly. Like, what the hell? So, actually, but, but, but the the idea of there being a working partnership is just imagine imaginary, and I'm just like pretending about it. I guess I don't know. <laughs> There's currently only three out of five of Impact's titles actually in Impact. Tag team are in New Japan, and now the world title is on AEW. Hell, even their old damn title was in AEW. <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping. I would love to see. All right, what 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 other what other results were there for uh, Rebellion? I mean, obviously, Deanna Peraza retained. Uh, she's just on a tangent right now. Um, and if you haven't checked it out yet by the way people mike larkin did a great interview with her last week as part of her media day um i mean that's the thing with impact they with media days i think mike was saying everybody gets like 20 minutes so she did his show then she did a show right after that then another one um and obviously it was all just about promoting rebellion yeah uh obviously finn you either way it's still a win for us yeah Nice. Um, obviously, Finn Juice retained. Uh, Josh Alexander is the new X Division champion, which swerved every. I think one person said Josh Alexander, and that was Cookie, who uh, yeah. is now one of the two predictions champions, which means I've also got to give a shout out to Chad, who I forgot to point out actually. He's now tied with Mike for the most reigns as predictions champion on seven. But he also stopped his own co-host, Ryan Taylor, from matching your record for most consecutive defenses and longest reign. Attaboy. <laughs> no, he, is, he is tied on consecutive defenses, but he didn't break your longest reign. Hey, that's automatic. <laughs> I mean, that is going to take some beating because you're like 42 days as predictions champion. I, considering, I, I like to consider her this predictions title as the equivalent to the 24-7 title and when it comes to the predictions I am the R-Truth <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I like to look at it. It, it it is kind of like the 24-7 title because I always feel like I lose it by a roll up you you're like the EC3 of the 24-7 title <laughs> I mean I'm not that bad I've got 5 reigns I'm 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 a seesaw with the predictions title. Sometimes I'm good, sometimes I'm terrible. It all depends all right. on the show. So you're grunk. I'm grunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a lunger blaze. <laughs> oh man. Um also Brian Myers defeated Mark Cardona. Uh what did I get? I think I got like three out of eight. That that's how much they swerved us on Sunday. Also, um, Jordan Grace and Rachel Allering are the new knockout tag team champions. Oh, like <laughs> I was really because I I I knew Kenny Omega was gonna win. Yeah, uh, and that that's just obvious as hell. 
But I was really wanting to see, you know, Moose just get the champions that are still there. Get Josh Alexander, get Fire and Flavor, you know, and then maybe like a few other people and just storm into Dynamite and be like, we want our shit back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you got Fire and Flavor out there. And then next thing you know, Diamante comes out and just starts beating the shit out of Kiero. Well, yeah, I mean, Diamante doesn't have a partner anymore. Evil <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, has pulled her shit. I'm like, you just had to ruin everything. Okay, now Diamante, go partner with Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Oh, that would, that would be a slap in the face. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we haven't seen Moose since he lost the first title for the title match against Rich Swan, So he's the natural surprise pop-up on Dynamite, I guess, when it happens. I'm kind of glad that they're doing a slow burn because last time we had an invasion angle with Impact, it was with GFW and it sucked. Yeah. And GFW, the... I, I still don't consider them they were a real company. They barely got off the ground before that invasion and then they quickly died afterwards. I mean, the local... Uh, indie promotion around here is called the AML and mm -hmm. they do um, well they used to like pre-pandemic uh, once a year they would have a, a show called Confrontation and basically it was all of the AML guys and girls versus uh, Impact which was amazing because, like, it had, they had so many Impact stars that would come to town, and it was it was just fun. And then one year, it was a three-way bout. It was AML versus Impact versus Global Force. Mm. I mean, it, that, now, granted, it was a great uh, main event. It was, like, EC3, no... Yeah, it was like EC3 versus Matt Hardy versus uh, Jeff Jarrett in a steel cage. That's it, it was, yeah, it was fun, but <clears throat> Global Force was just a glorified indie promotion. Yeah, the funniest thing they That's ever did was adding the whole Bullet Club to their roster, and then no, none of them were on the roster. <laughs> Um, but yeah. as far as uh, as far as Moose goes, I'm kind of pretty much expecting him to show up tonight. And it, I just won't. I would just love to see Moose just come out and be like, "You failed us. We need a real champion. You know, somebody to lead the charge." And just him just build an army, and then just take it to dynamite and just whoop ass it would i would love to see impact come into aew on wednesday night dynamite and at the end of the show just have like this huge ass brawl all over the damn arena and then end the show with impact on top 
Yeah. It's uh it yeah, the other thing that um happened at Rebellion was the debut of W. Morrissey. Oh yeah. AKA Big, Big Cass, Big Ass. <laughs> uh, I mean I'm gonna give him a chance. His solo run in WWE was the drizzling shits. But yeah. uh he seems to have gotten his shit together, and I would much rather see him than the other one. That he was... looked like he was in great shape, though. Oh, yeah, he's, he's jacked. Um, one, like, one thing I shit. don't like is the name. W. Morris. I think it's, it's the W. It, it doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, they. Uh, I thought the same thing. It needed to just... If they're going to go like that, just Morrissey. Yeah, it works. Yeah. I don't know why he didn't go with Kaz XL. I, I, no idea. I mean, I doubt Impact made him change it so that they could trademark W. Morrissey. Possibly. Um, here's something funny, though. So their next pay-per-view, I don't know if it's pay-per-view or Impact Plus special, but uh, their next special event is Under Siege. Yeah, that's... Um... That's just one of their uh, specials. It's not an actual pay-per-view. Okay. And for months, well, months now, we've been calling Rhino Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with them, like, hard to kill? Yeah, that was a Steven wow. Seagal movie, too. See? It's all it's all <laughs> down to Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! You're welcome. Back. <laughs> what? I want to know who's naming it. <laughs> Some, somebody it. that's listening to this show, apparently. Uh, no, they started it. Like, they started hard to kill last. No, year. yeah. And then they decided and, to add Rhino to the the Hollywood group. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying, like, who who in Impact is like. A die-hard Steven Seagal fan. Like, I want to know uh, who's naming it. I would imagine Tommy Dreamer likes a good uh, B-action movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, it's probably Tommy Dreamer. I could definitely see that. <laughs> uh, we also saw the return of Taylor Wilde. Um, I think really only the hardcore TNA fans would remember Taylor Wilde. I mean, she had a great run in, like... 2007, 8, 9 but she's not one of those names that you would instantly recognize if you were outside of the impact bubble now I know the name I've seen her I watched her back then but for the love of God I cannot recognize her (laughs) I saw her I'm like who the hell is this She, she was Kind of like WWE um, Impact's answer to Tori Wilson, just more talented. She was yeah. just that all-American girl. Yeah, I, I remember from back then, like when her, when you said like 2007. But when I see her now, like I, I just can't put a face to the name. Like I, I know I've seen her matches. I know she was in the knockouts. I know this and that. 
I think she had like uh didn't she have like a big feud with uh the, the Angelina Love and Velvet Sky yeah. with the beautiful people? Yeah. yeah. Uh, she... I, I know this, but I just just the the face just escapes me. Yeah, um she she was a knockouts and a knockouts tag team champion. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Wilde's first match back will be tonight against Kimberly. So it seems to me she'll be the next um, veteran impact name to put Diana Perrazzo over. Yeah. Sounds about right. Um, we also have Alexander defending against Ace Austin in a rematch for the X Division title. It's, it's weird talking about what's going to happen in impact when it's going to happen tonight and by the time some people listen to the show it's going to already have happened i hate impact being on thursdays <laughs> yeah it, i mean it's great because now we have like the the shows every day you know and we're not having to double up aside from like you know the youtube shows but yeah, yeah this is it works, but not really in our favor. No, de- definitely not for us. I mean, there's literally no other day that we can do match wrestling either because we got the drizzling shits of Raw on Monday. Then we got NXT on Tuesdays. Wednesday, we got Dynamite. And tomorrow, we got SmackDown. Yeah. And now, uh, at least we know that we don't have to try to prepare for AEW to get moved. Yeah. Tony, pretty much like shut that down. Freaking ringside news. How many times do I need to tell people stop listening to ringside news? Yeah, for real. The same way I told people on um, Monday, don't watch Raw. <laughs> I hate to say I told you so, but it was shit. Okay, like we said, uh, NXT Tuesdays, um, which is great because we don't have to watch NXT and Dynamite head-to-head. So this is the good side of WWE. But before we get into it, make sure you visit our website, maxwrestling.net, for all your Max Wrestling information, history, stats, and facts. Um, <clears throat> NXT kicked off with Dakota Kai versus Mercedes Martinez. Which ended in a DQ thanks to um, Raquel beating the crap out of Mercedes. All while uh, yelling at her in Spanish. <laughs> I kind of uh, piss break that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was so unexpected because Mercedes Martinez is just such a badass in NXT. And. Raquel literally threw her around like a ragdoll. And, and like I said, while screaming at her in Spanish, and I'm sure Moses will attest, they ain't nothing like an angry Latina. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is very true. <laughs> <laughs> they don't call it Latina heat for nothing. Absolutely. Um, following this, Shotzi and Ember received some flowers from, well, apparently from Dexter Loomis. I'm I'm so, so com- confused on this segment. Like, 
Like, yeah, I am right there with you. So damn confused. I'm sure they said later on that um, they got those flowers by mistake, but there was two bouquets, so obviously both of them couldn't have been for Indy. I, I thought maybe it was like a... I have no idea. I, I was assuming maybe it's, you know, the way doing it just to get uh, Indy away from Dexter. Yeah. Because... And then there was like, hey, then there was a part of me that kind of like, did I hear that right? Are you sure the card did not say Bronson Reed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was also the involvement of Frankie Monet. Um, we'll continue this in a second. Let's get Mike involved now that he's awake. <laughs> it only takes an hour to reboot. <laughs> uh, he's finished rebooting the podcast machine. Mike Larkin now joining us. Good uh, morning, Mike. Hey, man, I'm here. <laughs> Well, now that you're here, can you explain what the hell's going on with the Flowers segment on NXT? Oh, my God, I don't even know, man. <laughs> I have no idea. Don't ask Be- me about that. Good Lord. So, originally, it seemed to me like um, Frankie Monet pretended that they were from Dexter Loomis for whatever reason. And then later on, we found out that they were apparently not meant to be for Shotzi and Ember. Um, neither of them wanted the flowers once they heard they were from Dexter Loomis but Dexter Loomis only has eyes for Indy so why was there two bouquets in the fr- it's just so confusing okay okay I, I can explain it uh, I'll give in NXT does not have the right to the name Travis the Walker Anderson <laughs> they, they had to just pawn it off on uh, Dexter Loomis. Okay. I, I tried my best. <laughs> they didn't get my message, but it's okay. Uh, they do have the rights, however, now though, to index the uh, the couple name for Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. I like that. I like that a lot. That, that's funny. I'm, I'm trying to figure out Travis Shotzi, uh, Trotzi. Shotzi. <laughs> uh, well, later on in the night, we were supposed to be getting Shotzi and Ember versus the Robert Stone brand, um, Aaliyah and Jesse Camille, but um, the champions were attacked by Indy and Candice before they could even get to the ring. Uh, now we will have a tag team title street fight next week. I'm all for it. Personally, I love the tag team of Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae, and also they Excuse me, they gel well with Shotzi and Ember, so I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, the, the bit that... Sorry. Yeah, I got me cracked up about the segment. Once Shotzi and Ember got molly-whopped... Um, molly-whopped? Aaliyah, Jesse, and Robert Stone were trying to convince the referee to give them the tag team titles. Like, the, the bell didn't even ring. What are you talking about? They didn't even get to the ring. Why would... I was so damn confused. <laughs> they were like, we win by like, forfeit. No, you don't. What the hell did I miss? I was like, did I blink or something? Like, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) But that's not how forfeits work. The match actually has to start. 
to win by ref stoppage. I mean, if it was on like if that happened on Monday Night Raw, I could understand it. <laughs> I mean, you get disqualified in a freaking Hell in a Cell match. Oh, what the fuck? Why not? Yes, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so also, Champa and Thatcher, speaking of tag teams, are now uh, getting into it with the grizzled young veterans. Um, kind of cock-blocking them from going after MSK. I gotta say, the better team... I, I love the fact that we have grizzled young veterans and Tommaso Champa and Timothy Thatcher, both hard-hitting talents. I also look at it from a stance to put them in the ring together, it's magic. Put Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Champa against M- MSK and it's magic, so... Either way, we're in for a great matchup, a great triple threat tag team match, what have you. It's good stuff. Yeah, and what, what did Champa call him? Toothless Timmy? Toothless Timmy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the funny thing is, Timmy loves that nickname. I mean, how can you not? That son of a bitch has got bad teeth out the friggin' core, man. My God. And that that's what happens when you brawl. Yep. Hey, it's like with Joseph Connors on NXT UK with half of his ear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can attest to it. That's what happened when you brought in. I got one crooked from when I had somebody in the walls of Jericho in school. Somebody came to break it up, and I just went chin first into the ground. Hey, man, we've seen your teeth, man. I've seen open road. Every time you open up your mouth, you smile. I've seen that tooth of yours. Yeah, that's why it's crooked. Mm-hmm. So... The only negative thing I can say for NXT, this endless feud between Swerve and Ruff continues again next week. Oh my uh, god. This time it's going to be a false count anywhere match. Why? It's going to be good, but I'm tired of seeing them wrestle each other. Ugh. I hope it's the last time, because I'm really bored of this feud. I mean, I mean, like, I, I, I understand having feuds and trying to you know build these guys but what's in it for them like it's just the there's really no point to it there's no number one contendership there's no title on the line there it's just yeah it's just bragging rights it's just the same damn match week after week except for next week and it's gonna be last man standing no it's false counting yeah yeah but it's also kind of one-sided, too, because I think Ruff's only beat him once, if I remember yes. rightly. And Swerve's just beat him countless times. But it just... Man, uh, it's... Look I'll at 2007. Yeah, I'm sorry, Travis, good. Yeah, I, I was just saying that I've only watched one match of theirs. Yeah, and then they say, oh, it's going to happen again. I'm like, <laughs> I saw it last week. I'm good. When is this, Raw? The uh, non-stop rematches. Yeah. It's the retread, man. It's the retread. But no, it's like in 2007 when Cody Rhodes and Hardcore Holly were feuding and Hardcore Holly kept slapping him. They were pretty much telling him to fight back. And Hardcore Holly kept beating him and beating him and then Cody finally got the win and then they they become a tag team and win the tag titles. But I don't see them becoming a tag team. No, no. Um... You know what they You know what they need to do? Uh, when it comes to these guys, they just need to put it on the like the promo card you know backlash last week's backlash and then the next week it's 
The week before last backlash. <laughs> last month's backlash. Yeah. NXT backlash. <laughs> um, how about Zaya Ramir, though, getting the win over Tony Storm with a stunning shooting star press? Like, halfway across the ring. I enjoyed it. I don't remember. Okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it's bad. Tony Storm losing to another, um, I guess you can call her a rookie. But I'm not saying Zaya wasn't impressive. And, of course, it was down to shenanigans as well. A little bit of interference from Zoe Stark. But seriously, that shooting star press was stunning. They're doing something with her. Like, she can work. You put the whole thing with the everything that she's doing with uh, Boa and the whole nine man, I really am enjoying the fact that they're actually letting Zaya Lee go. Oh, yeah. I um, don't know what's going on with Zaya Lee. She had a little promo this week. Um, when, when, when did she last have a match? I know it was a few weeks ago with either Candice or Casey. Because that feud's still going. Yeah, it's been a while, but also, did you notice the Bohemian Rhapsody vibes of that promo? Yes. <laughs> is this a real life, or is this just NXT? Yep. <laughs> I, I see a little silhouette of a man. I felt like Wayne's World in the car, man. That is one of the best uses of a song in a movie ever. Agreed wholeheartedly. <laughs> and forget about the sequel, because the sequel sucked. Oh, no, I like the sequel, too. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it kind of... All right, let me put it like this. It's not bad, but the first one is way, way better. To be honest, I think they're pretty level for me. I can watch either one of them. Oh. Oh, well, that's you, man. That's, <laughs> nothing will ever be the first one. That's you. We'll debate that on Netflix. Okay. Well, fortunately, they're never going to remake Wayne's World. Because if, oh, if they do, the 80s if, will kill them. The 90s, sorry. Um, wow. Now we mentioned Bronson Reed He now has a shot at Johnny Gargano After defeating Austin Fury um, I mean Everybody got involved in this match There was uh, Gargano getting knocked off the apron With a wicked right hand uh, We got more teasing between Indy and Loomis This time she was kind of like Trying to tell him to go away Because she, she he, he just makes her weak um, But you know Chivalrous Dexter Loomis Pushes her out of the way of uh, getting hit by, I think it was Bronson that was going to run into her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. He, he's a creepy gentleman, is Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis is like the creepy version of the Temptations. Treat her like a lady. He doesn't believe Chivalry is dead. That is what he is. He's the creepy version of the Temptations. <laughs> uh, last week we had some seeds planted of... Um, Killian Dane possibly rejoining his old sanity brother in uh, in Imperium. This week it seems pretty much confirmed that Dane and Drake remain a unit as they took as they uh, took on Imperium. There, there was a couple of teasers in the match as well, but there was that moment where Killian Dane just came back into the ring and just killed everybody. That pretty much uh, told Dex, um, Drake, you got nothing to worry about. 
First and foremost, I love that team. Yeah. I just love it. It makes me laugh. And I love Kelly and Nane just coming out and being an absolute badass. Now, how did Drake Maverick ask if he's going to be Imperium and again? <laughs> oh, man. I meant to memorize it. Um, did he just quote George Michael? Yep. <laughs> yep. You got to have faith. Uh, got to have faith. The faith. The... Did he just quote George <laughs> Michael? Now, speaking of Birmingham, uh, Pete Day, uh, Peter, Peter Doon kind of put the rest of the roster on notice um, and seems to want the NXT Championship again. Uh, How cool is it? Yeah, I'd be down for Dunn versus Cross. And it's somebody that he's never faced. And also the two of them with their styles and how they would clash would be great. Yeah. Um, but I I am completely okay with Peter Dunn and uh, Carrion Cross. That'd be dope as hell. Yeah. Um, but we can't forget about Kyle O'Reilly. However, he doesn't seem to be finished with Adam Cole. Adam Cole teased also teasing a feud with Cross as he addressed his loss to Kyle O'Reilly. Watched it and cut to Kyle watching the interview very intently. Man, a four-way I would be down for. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne, and Killian Cross for the NXT title. Give me a four-way. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. When's the next takeover? Uh, they're not going to make us wait till SummerSlam week. Yeah. Around that. Isn't there, isn't there only one in sometime? June? I think so. I could be wrong. I'll take a look. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they're they're going to be doing a uh, in your house again. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, let's do a four way. I think. I'm taking a look. Okay, it doesn't say. Um. All right then. But yeah, whenever the next takeover is, can, let's uh, let's have a fatal four way. Just don't make us wait till August, please. I yes. mean, it's not even like they have to wait until they see what AEW is doing now because they're not even head to head. Well, well AEW's got a two night special. Still, Let's they, bring back they, the bash. It looks like they still need to do it though. Like if they if they were to plug it for just a regular Tuesday night NXT, uh, that that would probably help their views for sure because they went down like almost like. 200,000? Yeah, I mean, from they're, they're back to kind of the numbers they were pulling against Dynamite, and they're not even against Dynamite anymore. Bad times. Yeah. Um, like, as Moses said, the TSK didn't even do a watch-along of NXT this week. <laughs> yeah, the TSK didn't uh, watch... NXT, so they lost all the views. Wasn't worth it. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which I, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't a bad one. It, it was pretty good. It's just I don't. I don't know what it is. I mean, there was nothing really advertised for it, so there was nothing to kind of say you have to watch NXT this week. And, and, I mean, the main event was just, like, a random six-man tag. It was Legado del Fantasma who got the win over Kushida and MSK. Um, again, it was, like, it was nothing really special. It was kind of thrown together. 
honestly, the most prominent people on the show were away. Uh, they were in like three or four segments all night. Yeah. Alright, hopefully we will have Moses on in the second part of the show for Dynamite because it seems to be the only show he watched this week. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 about uh we're gonna talk about Diamond Mine? Oh yeah, the tease. Now obviously a lot of people instantly thought Tessa Blanchard because of the diamond reference, but then the whole package was like it didn't make me think of Tessa Blanchard. Some people think it's that Parker Birdo. That yeah, that could work. Uh, does he have like an MMA background? Yeah, I believe so. And uh, yep, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, they apparently filed for the trademark in uh, December. So whatever's happening, they've been planning it for a while. And I was doing some research on it, and apparently there is, like, a uh, MMA fighter, like, gym type thing. Hmm. It's, like, 20 minutes away from where they film NXT. And it's just, like, they just do all all different kinds of... Uh, they do... They got, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu... Uh, Muay Thai, uh, kickboxing, and they do all kinds of stuff. So it's very interesting to see what they're going to do. I have a feeling that it might be another form of fight pit or uh, what What was that bullshit they were doing on Raw? Raw oh, Underground? <laughs> So that's what I'm kind of afraid of. I don't know if it's going to be any one specific person because, like, in the vignette for it, it was they showed men and women. So it might be a new team. It might be a new faction. It might be, it could be Tessa Blanchard coming and have somebody with her. I don't know. Yeah, based on the logo too, like the two taped fists, I really don't uh, put money on it being Tessa Blanchard. Well, when I'm looking at this, um, they have a list of names of all the people that fight there for that brand, and I don't recognize a damn one, <laughs> so no idea. Uh, so when do we find out? It didn't give a date or anything, did it? It just... No. It pretty much just showed up um, right after they got done showing uh, Kyle just sitting there watching that interview. Yeah. And then, so maybe it has something to do with him. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I think it is, like you said, more of a kind of a club thing than an actual person. They, I think they filed for quite a few trademarks. And obviously there was a lot of catchphrases in that promo too, which suggested like, you know, suggested like a fight club. Thrive, achieve, succeed, push beyond, pressure makes diamonds, uh, 
pressure is pleasure train perform become fight win repeat so yeah yeah Now one of uh, it wasn't uh one of those phrases that they popped up had had something to do with Tia, uh Tessa and who was that other person uh I want to say somebody said Rush or uh, hell I can't remember <laughs> yeah I'm looking at the, the list of names too and I don't see. Uh, recognize well, somebody, from Fusion XL. They were uh, talking about it in RWT, and that's what I was kind of like looking at. And when I looked it up, but I, I want to say they said Rush, but they didn't put any other name with it, so I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, there was Rashawn Jackson. Ain't got a clue? No. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that develops. Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. This is the voice of Killer Cross. Hey, everybody. It's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here, and you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is AJ Kirsch, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. This is the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions and Ring of Honor superstar Shane Taylor, and you are listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome to the Madhouse. Giving you all your wrestling information to the extreme. And right about now, we're about to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. And we're about to take it to the max. This is Max Wrestling, and if you prefer your podcast in audio form only... We are on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and CastBox. CastBizOx! It's never as loud in the middle of the show. (laughs) Thank God, let's keep it that way. (laughs) And It's fucking early over here, man. Yeah, joining us just in time. Just in time for our favorite segment of the week. El Jefe Moses Marquez. Top of the mornings. It's like real. I'm like running on like fucking three and a half hours of sleep. <laughs> hey, we're both there, Mr. Moses Marquez. We're both late, but we're here at the party, and that's the main thing. There you go. Uh, well, the our favorite segment of the week is where we share some baffling IWC posts with you. It is, of course, Shit Marks Day. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> Is it about that numbskull who said Alexa Bliss sucks and he she should be fired? No, I forgot that one, actually. <laughs> okay, well, I just um, had that Yeah, so somebody said Alexa should be fired. Why? Apparently, I don't know. I don't like what she's doing, but I don't want to say she needs to get fucking fired. That's the IWC. One, one thing I do have is a very simple one to kick us off. <clears throat> uh, Ace Austin. Over Kenny Omega. Um, no. 
<laughs> what? So, uh, 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 what? Um, so somebody commented a bunch of laughing emojis and then stay funny kid. To which the original poster replied, uh, Wow, having an opinion is funny. Did Ace wrestle a doll or a child? And the guy is 23. Okada made Omega look good. He would not make my oh. top 100 ever. Neither would Ace, but I find him a lot more entertaining. Well, he did wrestle a nine-year-old, but still, come what on. What the now. fuck is this dude? Okay, first off, if, if 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 he's not your cup of tea, what is your kind of wrestling? The ass-grabbing stuff? You like mud wrestling? Is that what it is? Because how do you not like Kenny? First off, yeah, he wrestled a nine-year-old girl. Fucking made her look like a goddamn star. Yeah, it was okay. fun. Did anybody ever bring that fucking part up? No. Do you ever bring up the part that this cat wrestled a fucking doll? <laughs> a fucking doll, bud. That's like wrestling a broom, and he put on a good match. I'd like to see you wrestle anything and put on a good match there, pal. And Ace Austin, dude, who... First off, until I jumped on this fucking show, I didn't know who the hell Ace Austin was. <laughs> so that tells you that. I will tell you that the fucking goddamn WWE marks used to hate the fuck out of Kenny Omega. So, yeah, he's way more known than your Ace Austin fella. And I don't... you Wow, that guy can just fuck right off. I that Wow. Um, Broke me. Brian Christopher and Scott Taylor, formerly known as Too Much, also pinned head with a bottle of shampoo because it was head and shoulders, which I thought was brilliant. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Like> hilarious. <laughs> Continuity, baby. Yeah, and then Al Snow actually was upset with head for taking the pin. God damn it. Um, as Harold said yesterday, I think, how the hell did this stuff get over? We don't know. It just did. <laughs> yeah, um, I was trying to do the retro for the for everybody. No, no, goddamn Peacock had to go ruin it. Fuck Peacock. Yeah, you fucking. Now this next one, I'm pretty sure you've all seen, and I can't not include this one. <clears throat> this is why I stand with my opinion that the Bella Twins have done more than Young Bucks. Young Bucks so insecure with their place in wrestling they had to do the Canadian Destroyer from a rope just to up Bad Bunny. Again, what have they truly done for tag teams? Hold on, wait a minute. What? <laughs> oh, uh, so this guy started watching wrestling this year. Uh, this was a lady. Okay, this fucking broad yeah. started watching, lady, watching wrestling this year. That's what you're telling me. You started fucking wrestling when you started. Yeah, because that's the only goddamn way you could say that the Young Bucks are ripping off fucking Bad Bunny. <laughs> Who, by the way, by the way, that fucking Canadian destroyer has been around since. <sighs> Fuck. I think I was in high school when I start, first started seeing that move back in t the early 2000s. Yep, Petey Williams. Fuck out of here, dude. What's interesting is P.D. Williams took it off a dude by the name, I believe it was Doug Chevalier, who was the original Canadian Destroyer. So, I mean, it's been around for a long, long time. See, I mm -hmm. always thought P.D. Williams invented it. In that case, he's got even less reason to be pissed off when people use it. Well, the guy's exactly. name was... Yeah, the guy's name, I believe, was the Canadian Destroyer, Doug Chevalier, or something like that. And then he just yeah, named the movie. Right. Yep. Well, there you go. Then. But he's the original... Well, he's the originator of the move, but the name Canadian Destroyer is based off the Canadian Destroyer, Doug Chevalier. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, in that case, let's just also confirm that the Young Bucks have been doing the Meltzer Driver since probably before Bad Bunny even started making music. Yes, Back. the Meltzer Driver. 
Baker, yeah. Also, the fact that I will say this, listening to that woman talk about that is like Arian Andrews saying that her favorite match is Molina versus Alicia Fox. Because she, <laughs> if you remember, she had only started right. watching wrestling like that year. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that was awful. She was awful. I think uh, I think one of the funniest ones I've seen this week was, uh, well, you shared it, Daz, the guy with the foot fetish. What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, so but there was a bunch of pictures of uh, WWE champions, and he posted in whatever his language was. I can't even remember. So I translated it, and the translation was "Roman is not worth their feet." <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, what is, what is this? Bret Hart and Jerry Lawler. I was just going <laughs> to hold on. Is it, what is this, Tony Atlas friggin' wanting women to step on his face and head with his foot <laughs> oh, fetish? Oh, wait a minute. You've mentioned it. I gotta find it. God damn yeah, it. Yeah, I'm on Tony. <laughs> Tony? Fucking feet and chitlins. That's friggin' Tony. Here. Feet and chitlins. Here it is. Yeah, Tony Atlas. Like don't like it. Alright, so it was, let's see here, it's got uh, Austin Aries, um, Kitty Omega, uh, Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, basically it's got, yeah, it's all the, it's like seven different belt collectors, and and at at the bottom there, it says, Roman is not worthy of their feet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that works. It's like if you put Ultimo Dragon in there and his nine friggin' belts that he had on his thing. You know, that's the one guy I don't see every popping up in everybody's belt collector memes. I'm like, have you guys not seen the dude that did it first or that made it popular? It was fucking because, Ultimo Dragon. Because most of these people nowadays, this generation, don't even know who the hell Ultimo Dragon is. Oh, like an uncultured sword. Ultimo had belts the entire length of both arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, two on his chest, or, like, <laughs> on his gut. <laughs> He was and, like, and I don't know, know what to do, but here we are. You know, you know what it is, too, and I hate to, I'm sorry, I apologize for interrupting, but the thing when it comes to Ultimo Dragon, the only thing people remember about him is his WWE run and him slipping at WrestleMania 20 on the friggin' oh, on the aisle. His WWE run was, oh, God off. And I was there for his debut. He wrestled Shannon Moore in his debut at Madison Square Garden, and then it went to shit. Yeah, you know what we say about his, de- his, de- his WWE run? What's that? Put it in the bag. Put it in the back. Yes. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's funny about that clip that you put on there with talk about dog on feet? Think you're going to like it? <laughs> that clip actually leads to Sean Oliver and uh, Tony Atlas. He goes, here, "We have a video for um, um from Jack or whoever it is." You know what I'm saying? And then friggin' here comes two girls, one cup. <laughs> wow. That was the clip. You fucking bastard! I was damn taking a sip of my drink. You you're never safe That's to the... drink when we mention Tony Adams. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because, oh, yeah, you take a drink and, uh... That's a big no-no. Oh, no, that's gross. What the 
<laughs> what is wrong with him? <laughs> the problem oh, is, too, somebody sent him that because he has a foot fetish, and they pretty much asked, would you be into that kind of stuff? And he's like, no. Okay. That was why, because he's into foot fetishes, and somebody sent him that. Nah. You know what I'm saying? And then, some, we- then somebody asked if he would like somebody to pee on him. He's like, no, I don't tell you that part. Oh, yeah, that's a big no-no. We, we got to get Tony Atlas and Gene Snitsky in a foot-on-a-pole match. That also led to friggin' him talking about the Bellas peeing in the pool or whatever it is that yeah. it was, and then he goes, I went to my room. Yep. They, they like to do things. I went to my room. I went to my room. <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, we're going to get into Dynamite in just a second, but uh, don't miss our next special event. Trivia Takeover 6 Mortal Conflict. The pre show is June 22nd. The main show is June 24th. That's why you keep seeing two dates on the graphics. Um, the pre show, we begin the second annual Champions Chase match where Ella J, Moses, Bold Predictions, Chad, and now Travis will be challenging the Knowledge Champion Mike in a bid to win as much time as possible in the final dash on the main show where they Hope whoever's left will uh, be looking to take that title away from Mike. Wait a minute. I'm on the pre-show or I'm on the main show, Both. man? Same, same oh, as last okay. year. We're beginning on the pre-show, then we do the final dash on the second show. On the main oh, show. Okay, man. Uh, the only reason I'm saying is because i got to make sure everybody gets on the pre-show now. My fault. Yeah. Champions Chase is basically a two-night event. Uh, also on the main show, it's a return of the Champions Chase. Well, I've already done that one. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. It's live best. TV. Give me a break. We're live. We're live. And the Phoenix has two titles to defend as he puts the promo championship on the line against Moses in their third battle, the rubber match of the feud. Mm-hmm. And he's also defending the world championship against Moni Lin, who uh, was. The first challenger for the promo championship against Amir back at Podcast Promo Rumble 4. Yep. So, um, she she's looking to become the fourth woman to win a Max Wrestling Championship. The Demoness is a former promo champion, and we have uh, Emma and Mike's Mother Sue as prediction champions. Yeah. Well, Monique will be the first woman to contend for the world title. Yeah, Moni, Moni's uh, making history again. <laughs> also, okay. we, we we may have another little trick up our sleeve. Look out for another promo exhibition to be added to the card, hopefully very soon. Uh, in fact, you may want to check out Ryan Squared, just in case something happens on that. There you go, Chad. You got free uh, publicity. I'm not waiting for the goddamn show. <laughs> can I just mention, can I mention the bold predictions now? Can I mention them? Okay. Can I mention the, the express known as Chuckle Fuckery? All right. Let me just say that goes down point. June 24th. Go to maxwrestling.net slash takeover6 for more information. Go ahead, Mike. All right, man. I'm sorry <laughs> to interrupt you, but goddamn, I got to say it. It's the bot shirt around the world. 
friggin' Ryan Sutcliffe wins the Rivals Championship, and then he was saying pretty much he's looking past you, Mr. Moses Marquez, and he's coming straight for me, and he pretty much said that, Moses, you could bring everybody and have get your arc ready, when it was goddamn Noah who made the arc, not Moses, and he blamed it on the fact that he was hungover. It was hilarious. Check out the Daniel Bryan quiz. I'm not about- going to check that out if he insulted me, that fucker. <laughs> He's looking past you, Mo. He's looking past you. Does he not know that I'm a former knowledge champ? I don't think he gives a rat's ass. You know what? I don't give a rat's ass. But yeah. like, how about that? Yeah. Let him know, Mo. Let him know. Well, you know, they want to get in the promo game. They don't know who they're fucking with. Well, you also got to think, Moses. Like, even Chad, you know, he was sitting there talking, like, all kinds of shit. It's amazing that I would need, like, a freaking year to prepare for some sort of like trivia challenge shit and uh he said that hey, I, he was just talking all kinds of shit to me saying that he don't i don't stand a chance against him and then i fucking whooped his ass <laughs> bam molly whopped that yeah. ass molly whopped now granted now granted i whooped your ass too moses <laughs> again but Hey, we're not talking about this. We're talking about other things. Exactly. No bashing teammates when we talk about these geeks. (laughs) Well, he did kick your butt in the Iron Bank, too, and he kicked your butt. (laughs) (laughs) It happened. I'm sorry, but I've been loving Travis in these trivia challenges because he has been studying, he's been brushing up, and he's been kicking booty. Kicking booty. That's one of the things I've been... I, that's why I love doing this show, man. Yeah, like, right. I got ten questions. I stepped the balls out of Trav right now. Like, every, okay, well, remember last time you did that and you were trying to ask us questions, and I was the only one to get it right, even over shit that my. talked about hamburger. Hey, he is, he is true though. I will give him that. He did know about whole future man. I will give him that because I told him that. So, but, but like I was saying, though, that's one thing I love about doing this show is, like, doing this show ignites my passion for wrestling, especially in this day where it's kind of hard to get into and hard to get through, especially fucking WWE. But, Watch it. And, but I mean, like, when before I joined RWT and before I was introduced to uh, Max, the only thing I really knew of was... Maybe a little bit of Ring of Honor, uh, but that that was still just like a hair. And then I knew w- a little bit of WWE, probably only from like maybe 2003, um, and that, that was still fuzzy. And then I knew a little bit about Impact, and that was legit it. But now, like... Y'all are asking me questions about stuff from the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s. You're asking me stuff from from Ring of Honor, uh, MLW, or New Japan, or all these other promotions. And, like, I'm hanging in there. Like, I haven't won one. But King the damn fact close. that, it, but the fact that. In, in two years that I literally knew nothing and now that I'm like I'm hanging in there with people that's like they followed 
all of this their entire damn lives, almost 30 fucking years of wrestling. Like, that that's a testament to how knowledgeable this show can be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You gave yourself credit. You are kind of a sponge, you know. Yeah, man, you are. You absorb that shit. Well, I mean, that that's that's the thing. It's like, it's not even giving myself... Like, I've always been a sponge. It's the fact that thanks to Max Wrestling and RWT, it has ignited my passion for wrestling to a whole new damn level. Well, and opened my eyes to a world of wrestling instead of a little box, you know what I mean? Yeah. I know it. I love it. That's why I'm glad to be a part of this. Well, like you said, I've got shortcuts to all the website pages on my phone. Um, I mean, you've only competed in five trivia bouts, and two of those, you were a finalist. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Compared to, like, the first couple where I was like... (laughs) I think you got, like, one or two. I couldn't even get one. Word I was swap. throwing out, yeah, I was throwing out bullshit <laughs> with the mirrors. Yeah, 2012. Horn swoggle. Horn Uh Hey, with the way the knowledge is now, you are much better, and I love him to death. But you are doing way better than RT. I'm not talking about retweet. I'm talking about Ryan Taylor. <laughs> I don't. And uh, we won't talk about Mike's knowledge record because it eclipses everybody else's. I know. We won't talk about that guy. <laughs> I think my my losses in promo and promos and in knowledge is like the same. I only have three losses. Um. Yes, you do only have three knowledge losses. Do you want to know how many you've won? Yeah, no. sure. Twenty-four. Why did I, I fucking said no? <laughs> <laughs> I am the freaking Undertaker of the knowledge title. Oh my god! I did not realize it was that many. Yeah, I don't have a win-loss record for promos at the moment, but uh, the win-loss oh. records for everybody that's had a trivia battle at some point is on the uh, knowledge list of knowledge bouts stats page on the website, maxwrestling.net. I'm sorry. I just It's just been so many years. I didn't realize it was that many. Okay, so, so to this Ryan fellow that's supposedly looking right past me, okay, <laughs> like, like, okay. So say you get past me, and you probably will. I don't really give a rat's ass. I'm, you know, good looking and good at promo, so you come at me on that one. But I remember coming at Mike like two years ago, blindside the balls out of him, and he's fucking wiped the floor with me. Okay. And I fucking trained, and he wiped the floor with me. And then I trained. You get the picture? This is the fucking, his cats, they don't call him the machine for nada, Okay. He knows There's shit that you don't want to know. He's like a he's like a quarter of Jim Cornette. <laughs> just, I'm sure he knows some fucking circus area fucking wrestling shit too. Just less salty. There you go. Yes, just less salty. But thank you for the machine compliment. I appreciate that, Moses. But no, I mean, what I was going to say is to add on to that, like you, Mr. Smart Mark Radio, before you became a part of this fine show, you were the one challenging me on your show, and that was the first time we ever did the knowledge title on somebody else's show. The only so, time. Ooh. The only time. Right. Okay. On to Dynamite, which kicked off with a rather confusing result as nope. Brian Cage defeated Adam Page in about 10 minutes. This is a real fucking machine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> God, God, God damn. No, uh, just kidding. We I, uh, we were watching this, the whole TSK, because that's how we do every fucking Wednesday. We got to watch this. This is like our version of being able to go to the show. I mean, it, it is on television, but hey, it's still fun. We still get our chance in. Yeah. But... First off, 
and I don't know if I've said it before, but I have to say it. Like, are they drinking in the back all the time? Because, like, Brian Cage was mad bloated, crazy red. I mean, now, granted, I get it. The sun's out. They're in fucking Florida. Maybe they're just chanting like crazy. I don't know. All I know is this cat was blown up four minutes into the match after fucking uh, killing goddamn Hangman with a powerbomb on the fucking ramp. But, yeah, no, I won't say one. I don't want to say the the ending confused me. It just was like out of the fucking blue. Like, holy crap, somebody just killed Hangman. Nobody saw that coming. It, it was mainly how short it was. I mean, like, the opening matches on Dynamite are typically 25 minutes. Yeah, they, they go. They go they're like, like 15. Yeah, real length. But, yeah, and it was the fact that it was that short, it, it did get me a little, like, I guess I, I don't want to say off about it, but it was like, holy crap, it, it's it's doable. Hangman is beatable. I thought they were going to push this guy to the moon. Well, they still probably will, but it makes me think, is he hurt? Did this guy be hurt? Honestly, they probably are drinking backstage all them white claws and burgers. Yeah, that's right. Them waffles will get you. <laughs> well, they are trying to start building uh, Brian Cage. Finally. So- I thought you were going to say they're trying to start healthy eating. <laughs> not, not, not with whoppers and freaking white claw. <laughs> they're trying to turn it to kale and salads. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. That's not going to work here. <laughs> I mean, fucking Brian Cage eats like 5,000 calories a day. Oh, yeah. Y- you can tell by looking at the guy. Yeah, he's gigantuan. Uh, second match, Young Bucks defeated the Seidel brothers. Um, Friggin' awesome. Matt Jackson is just so heel. I love it. It's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> it, he and I, and I said this in the chat, and I was like, okay, maybe it's just me, but every fucking time I see him now, I can't help but think of Sean. Mm-hmm. And then and then and then it's like I look at him and it's like, dude, if you and your brother could just like fuse together like Dragon Ball Z, yeah. you would be Sean. I could definitely see that. But I mean, like, I just I love it. Yeah, his like ultimate heel is like the greatest. They did the twin switch and they don't even fucking look the same. <laughs> I died of laughter. <laughs> I had so much fun watching that match. It was just so it was so great. And then what the fuck is up with this other Seidel brother's chest? Is that what you're trying to coffee Kofi Kingston or something? <laughs> what the fuck's going on with you, pal? Uh, well, one thing I love that the Young Bucks are doing now, they seem to be doing it every week, is uh, when their opponent's reaching for the tag and Matt just trolls the shit I... out of them. <laughs> it's all you're going to get? It? Oh, you're gonna get it? No, you're going to get shit. <laughs> By the way, they're fucking ruining Jordans every fucking night right now. <sighs> 800 for the Dior last week, $1,500 pair of Jordans. This week, $800 pair of Jordans. Like, dude, ruining these shoes. They get, they getting the money. Yeah, they got, they're, they are shoot millionaires. Uh, also, a new t shirt from the Young Bucks is literally says, I love to hate the Young Bucks. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to buy it. I gotta buy plenty of AEW shirts and Brick Baker's like on the top of my list. Oh yeah, the bloody face. That one and the teeth. The one that she was wearing, like the half cut one that she was wearing while she's talking to Tony in the back. Like I gotta buy that one too. That one's badass. Oh yeah. 
Uh, I love how Britt Baker is uh, just mocking the ranking system, even though she's at the top of it now. <laughs> so great. <laughs> and then I love it that she's getting Tony Schiavone back involved again now. And she's like, put your finger out. <laughs> and she does the whole thing, and he does it to it. I'm like, yes! I, I used to... I, God, I used to hate her so freaking much. I, but and now, I'm with you because I, now, I was there I, too. It, it's like, it's gotten to the point where like I'm looking more forward to seeing Britt Baker than Cheetah or uh, Abaddon. You know? no, yeah, I, like, I've been I'll saying for like a year that she should be champ because she is legit that face of the division. Every time that there's been a big moment for the women's division of AEW, it was because or around Britt Baker. I mean, like I was enjoying her, and I was like, I, I didn't really care. I mean, like I'd be cool with her being champion. I was, you know, I was cool with her. But then that damn match against uh, Thunder Rosa just completely. Completely damn changed my mind. Hey, gotta, you gotta love each other to beat right. the fuck out of each other like that. You gotta really right. love one another. Right. Oh man, I loved it. And ever since, I'm like, I cannot wait to see her next match. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like, is she having a match this week? And I get pumped for it. Even if you're not having a match, is she in a segment at least? Yeah, give me it. Like, <laughs> yeah. even when she walked out last week, just to brag that, oh, look at me walking up the rink now. Like, that was great. Like, I don't need her <laughs> yeah. to say something every week. Just do something. It... When it comes to her, like, it's... I'm sorry, Dad's bad. Not quite. All right, I was going to say, man, when it comes to Britt Baker, don't even have her wrestle. Just have her talk. There is money when it comes to Britt Baker. Like Travis said, you look forward to her more over a Kairi Shooter or Abaddon, and I sure as hell look forward to her more than goddamn Jade Cargill when she knows she's uh, money. Which, uh, facts. Uh, Jade Cockcrash. 100% fact. I love how I, I love hate Teddy P because that's my guy, but he has to, like, <laughs> argue me. And this is just because <laughs> that's what the TSK Discord's all about. But, flatbread. Flatbread, Teddy. How you doing? <laughs> But no, so this fucking guy, and I love, again, I love Teddy to death, but this, okay, so fucking Jade does this dumbass promo where she's like, you know, none of you guys impress me, and none of you guys could be my manager. I'm my own boss, but if you impress me, then you can sign me. I'm like, wait a minute, you just contradicted the fuck out of yourself. Like, you just said you're your own boss, but you could still be signed? Like, okay, it's, shut it's the, the hell up, lady. Pro- no, 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 I'm not done. <laughs> I tried to I tried to tell Teddy I was like this was stupid and he's just like you have to understand and I was like no I don't want to understand how about that <laughs> okay so when Bob when Robert Root excuse me was with Tracy Brooks and TNA and the fact that they did the thing where he was trying to find a manager before it became Tracy Brooks and that storyline was at least entertaining and it was actually you know it brought a lot of substance with his character because you brought in sensational Sherry. You brought in Bobby the Brain Heenan. You brought in a lot of people to manage this hot commodity that is Robert Root. Fucking, it's Robert Root. And you actually, you were invested in the character. This bitch, I don't give two squirts of piss. Yeah, Robert Root was actually good. Uh, yes. And, sorry, Teddy, yeah. but I want to throw a flatbread at Jade's face. Hey. <laughs> it's just, that, that's it, so true. It, it, it what's annoying down. me, what's annoying me is like, it's the same damn promo every damn week. Yeah, and it goes. It goes. It goes back to the fact that she has an amazing body, but she can't work or talk worth a damn. It, it was the same if promo. You, if that, if that's what, if that's what you call an amazing body, Mike. 
Hey, I'm just no, saying. No, no, no. Hold on, no. I'm with Mike. I'm with Mike because you got to think about oh, this. Ripped. If we were on the other channel watching the other show, this is perfect. This is exactly what they do. But I love AEW to death and I love TK to death. You can't do this when we know what workers and real promos are. There yeah. you go. You can't get over on your looks here, bud. I mean, when she came out for the promo, well, popped up for the promo. And was saying, like, managers are trying to sign her again. I thought, oh, who are they going to show this week? Wait, it's Matt Hardy and Vicky Guerrero again. Oh, yeah. Fucking Matt. Yeah, I was like, the same dude people from last week. Like, so what? Who's going to sign you, dummy? What, what's she saying? Like, take it to the or something. Do it backstage. Like, don't so, show the exact same damn video package every fucking week and do nothing about it. What what we're saying is, Tully Blanchard and Aaron Anderson, the legit managers, don't give a shit. Yeah. No, nope. <laughs> not one single fight. <laughs> um, now Orange Cassidy picked up a win over Penta, despite some interference from Alex. Oh, Alex is God. getting over. This match was so fun. It was. I good. had so much fun watching this match. Like legit, I was a fucking child. <laughs> I was popping left and right. This was. The most fun I've had on a Wednesday in fuck I don't even remember. Like this was I I I was I was begging I was begging for the battle of the the glove removal in the pockets <laughs> and I got it and I screamed like a three year old and everybody <laughs> loved it and then they just go on to just show incredible lucha especially for a dude with goddamn hands in his pockets, which I used to fucking hate by the way but now I look at it and I'm just like I'm fucking in amazed. And it just goes. Alex is out there having a time of his life. I'm jealous of that fucking guy. I, know, I can't right? translate yeah. Spanish that well, but I'd take his job in a heartbeat if I could. <laughs> just to go out there and have fun like that. He, if you think it's bad what I said about uh, trans mom, oh, dude, I fucking died. Like, that's my thing. It's like I, I freaking hate it when somebody grabs a damn mic in the middle of a damn match. But when, when this guy does it, I am okay with it. It's funny as it hell. It works. I, I'm, I, I like a good comedic match, but I love it ten times more when it's a damn great match at the same time. This had Chikara Pro written all over it. Yeah. And also, as he tried to say, you think what I said about Trent's mom was bad. Orange Cassie was like, quoted Mike, basically, not today, Satan. No, not today, <laughs> Satan. That poor fucking... <laughs> so good, though. Oh, my God. I, I have no words. Y'all just want to comment freaking not today, Satan. I, I can't now. Man, you that, that's so officially hard. your T-shirt now. It is, and I love that shirt to death. I would actually like to thank the person that got me that T-shirt. That would be the, my own, the one and only Mr. Stevie Nicks because he knows me like the back of my head. Of course, yep. Stevie. <laughs> not to backtrack, but I have to do it because we didn't give it justice. I have to applaud uh, Matt Jackson's um, Luke Kane strike to the balls. Oh, yeah. That was the oh, greatest yeah. part. Now, was that a shot at the everybody wanting Miz to play Luke Cage? No, I think it was a shot yeah. at the people that fucking all those hardcore uh, MK fans that are crapping on the movie. I've heard good things about it. I don't know. Well, okay, well, I, I have a lot of friends that are, like, super hardcore gamers, and all they play are fighters, and they looked at me, and they're like, this is fucking trash. 
And I'm like, hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why? Oh, does it throw the three legs? And I'm picking my nose while I do this. And hey, I don't, it's. Like, hey, freaking, when it comes to movies, you gotta just go straight into it knowing it's not gonna be the exact damn thing. Yeah, it's never like, gonna be the exact same as a game. No, no, I no, because I looked at him and I told him, I said, dude, remember that Dragon Ball movie that fucking came out? You know how big of a piece of shit that was? He's like, yeah, well, this is Mortal Kombat, and it shouldn't do that, dude. I'm like, no, I was, I was done. I threw my arms in the air and I walked away. If you, but when it comes to Matt doing it, it's just the same thing as him, uh, him, uh, Nick, and Kenny doing the Hadouken. <laughs> oh yeah, they're street. Well, because you know Kenny's a big old gamer. Exactly. Yeah, if you want to complain about a video game adaption, just complain about Assassin's Creed because eh, that was yeah, obvious. That was, they eh. never played the game in their lives. They just heard the basic plot and then made shit up. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Prince of Persia with Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm. Yeah, that... I don't watch anything with Jake Gyllenhaal that's not Jarhead. <laughs> or Donnie Darko. Nope, not Ooh. even that. Okay. Controversial. Well, I haven't seen it. Is it good? Is it, is it worth the watch? It's just a nuts movie, isn't it, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a nuts movie, but it's good. Like, I'm still not entirely sure what the ending was on Donnie Darko. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> All I know is the goddamn bunny. All I know is the bunny. Yeah. So, uh, we also had the pinnacle and the inner circle parlay, and of course everybody's been praising Chris Jericho for his promo skills, uh, which should not come as a shock. Okay, hold on. I gotta get this off my chest, because this part killed me. You sons of bitches in the pinnacle, how dare you, son of a guns? That's fucking totally goddamn Blanchard. You're making this fucking legend. Hold the ropes for you? You should be ashamed, you motherfuckers. Oh, I was mad. I was like, dude, it's fucking Tully Blanchard. What the <laughs> fuck? It's like, I get it. He's a manager. I don't give a fuck. Fucking Tully Blanchard. What was it? We love you, Tully, but your daughter fucked up, so hold the ropes. I guess so. <laughs> your daughter, your daughter, to, why is your daughter so mean? I try not to look at it as a negative thing. I try to look at it as Tully just, that's his way of showing respect for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. And they got, why does Sean Spears got to talk? Where the fuck you been at, you oh, geek? I love Sammy Guevara. Uh, I was about to say. <laughs> okay, I, I, I like I like Sean Spears. Everybody knows this. But Sammy's fucking promo on him was just great. Sammy murdered him. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't... You, you said didn't. you were irrelevant there, and you were irrelevant in the last company. <laughs> you know what? What was kind of disappointing to me is that everybody's promo was... Kind of better than MJF. Yeah, MJF kind of took a bit of a backseat on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is great. But at the same time, like, it's just weird. Uh, I No, not really. I mean, it was still good. I'm not going to take it for weird. This guy can't cut fucking the incredible promo every week. It'll get old. Trust me. It's just, look at Rick. He knew when to turn it up, when to keep it mild. Yeah. You gotta, you know, you gotta know when to play your cards. This worked out really well. I think it was better that that Jericho ended it like with his over the top yelling at Tully, like, "No, you're not cutting off my promo." Like, I thought that was fucking great. And yeah, he just tore into him. But eh, I mean, I'm not mad that MJF's not getting like 
the great promos. You know, get another great one. Oh. Give this guy three minutes in the corner and he'll fucking come up with a great promo. He, he's 25. He's got like 15, 20 years of great promos to come. Easy. Uh, I don't... I mean, considering the fact that this guy will be probably back in the main event picture by next year. Yeah. Uh, I also like to think that Amir popped when Jericho said 2012. We all heard it. <laughs> Our ears started ringing. <laughs> Um, also, thankfully, they've added more matches to Blood and Guts, so it's not just going to be a one-match yeah. show. It kind of sucks. Though. I was hoping it would be like like an hour-long match. That'd be awesome. I'm sure the match still will be. I mean, we've only got like what, two or three matches added. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be like two picture-picture four... fucking things. That's going to suck. Oh, yeah, I did write them down. So, first of all, let's uh, segue into the next segment because that leads to the matches that were added to Blood and Guts. Um, Eddie Kingston threatening to break Nakazawa's ankle. Go ahead. Uh, and then... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yo, bro, I don't want... Uh, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. It was just so awesome. He he knows what he signed up for. Go ahead. Break his ankle. Oh, yeah. When he heard <laughs> that, he was like, all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> just wait, Cuddler. It, it was exactly like how Shawn Michaels threw, I think it was Nikki from the Spirit mm-hmm. Squad on the stage. And then Vince is like, Nah, it was Mitch. Was it Mitch? That was Mitch. Yeah. And then Vince is like, What the fuck? But Kenny Omega just froze and stared at him as if to say, And then, uh, What happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was okay. like, Oh, crap. I got to add to that. And then they I got to add to that because you were mentioning Mitch. Okay, here's the funny part about that. First of all, Shawn Michaels chucked the shit out of him and oh. that thing. But the facial expression of Mitch, but what's interesting is, too, is if you actually look at him with the super kick to Nick Mitchell, Mitch, he doesn't even kick him in the face. He kind of kicks him in the gut. <laughs> yeah. And then him and Vince have that stare down that he runs to the right. Uh, which was a classic segment, by the way. The reformation of DX. Uh, and Nick Mitchell didn't do a goddamn thing. The only thing that's very notable about his career, Mitch, is the fact that he was eliminated on Tough Enough, the Million Dollar Tough Enough, on his birthday, and he dated Tori Wilson. That's it. Hey, all right. It's accomplishes for me, partner. That's true, but still, out of the well, he's the only one. If you remember the promo on um uh, Raw, he goes, "Hi, I'm Mitch from the Spirit Squad, and I suck. I suck. I suck. I suck. I suck. I suck. <laughs> that actually." No. <laughs> Don't remember. Uh, and who was it that had a chin that looked like Jay Leno? Oh, oh Johnny Jeter. That was Johnny. <laughs> he said like a chin like Jay Leno. It, well, Spirit Squad were talking did. backstage, and then it just muted, and it was Triple H and Sean dubbing over him. <laughs> he did, man. And here's the thing. Johnny Jeter was a very talented person. And of course, he was endorsed by Jim Cornette. Goddamn son of a bitch! Yep. But Johnny Cheater was Johnny Cheater was a great wrestler. He was. And what's interesting about it, if you look at the Spirit Squad, could you imagine if they actually put Elijah Burke in the Spirit Squad? Because they're originally going to do that. Uh, no, I can't see that. Yeah, but then they put him with Turkai, and then he, you know, brought up by himself with the new breed. You know. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I don't see him in the Spirit Squad. Yeah, but they were going to do it. They were going to do it. Well, thankfully they didn't, and Elijah Burke went on to do better things. Hell yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Cutler gets thrown on the stage, Marks attacks Omega from behind, then they threaten to break Omega's ankle. 
unless Callis allows him to have a tag team match next week. Yeah, and squealing, squealing, whatever you want, whatever you want, just don't. <laughs> That's right. Just take out your golden goose. Uh, so next week we have tag team match. Uh, Omega and Nakazawa versus Mox and Kingston. Do we really need to debate how that one's going to go? Uh, blood and Guts, obviously. Cody and QT added. Um, I'm still finding it really hard to care about the factory. But um, QT Marshall scraped a win for his team after an assist from a go-go. Then we got the return of Cody. That's the only guy I'm interested in in this whole thing is a go-go. Yeah, that like he has my full attention. Like I was really hoping it was gonna be him and Cody at this blood and guts or whatever. I, I was hoping it was gonna be him and uh Dustin in a bull rope match. Ooh, yeah, that would be nice. Uh, that I could sworn that's what they were setting up for. Yeah. I mean um, they might save it for a pay per view. I mean, especially if Dustin ran out with a bull rope last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then, then they got used again this week. Yeah, Gogo grabbed it and knocked Dustin. And isn't the next pay per view at the beginning of June or end of May? May, double or nothing. That's right, yeah, to May. So, yeah, maybe we we will get uh, Dustin and QT at double or nothing. Look at TK. Also, respect to Aubrey Edwards for uh, climbing on top of the bus, even though it wasn't even a match and she's terrified of heights. Oh, yeah, that poor thing. (laughs) She's just like, hey, guys, get down. What the fuck? You can just see she's like, oh, uh, I don't want to be up here. It's not It's not even a match. Just let him go. Right. <laughs> and then, like, the bus isn't even, like, long enough. And fucking goddamn QT's <laughs> got to, like, make sure the hold's on right and then get himself adjusted. And I'm like, you, I love you guys, but it's way too much. Uh, Is it me or did Cordy go blonde again? Yeah. Maybe it's just because I haven't seen him in a while. Oh, when he went... Black hair. That was only for like two weeks, wasn't it? Yeah. When he came back yeah. uh, the first time, and then he thought. Does that mean we're gonna get? His... Does that mean we get the old theme again? I really hope so. Can we please get rid of that stupid Snoop Dogg theme? Yeah, it's really bad. You have an absolute killer entrance music. You don't need that shit. Well, and I mean, uh... it's downstate. Yeah, downstate mm-hmm. are awesome. That's not. That's uh, not a pun for the Miz sure. theme, by the way. No. That little, uh, that little talent game show or whatever—it's over now, ain't it? Is it? I, we obviously we don't get it over here, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't uh, watch I that know. shit. I didn't watch it either, but yeah, that was the only time he was like using it. He started using it when the show started, so I'm hoping and praying that once the show is it's over, he'll go back. Yeah, exactly. Phew. Finally, we also had uh, Miro beating up Kip backstage. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Molly whopped him. Fuck yeah. I've never been so in love with Miro in all my life. And just topped it off. Fucking destroyed this fucker. I forgive you. Oh, that was the best (laughs) part. I was like, forgive him for what? You killed him. But okay. Probably forgiving him for just giving him a shit start to his AEW run. Yeah, thanks a lot, pal. I've got this great idea with video games. Okay. It's not. It's not, it's not going to suck. Be arrested, but we, but they want to let us play video games. <laughs> and I'm on Twitch. Look at my hot wife. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we do, Kip. We do. 
<laughs> we all do. <laughs> yeah, but hopefully this is the beginning of Miro being more of a killer, badass, kind of like when Rusev was really over. Yeah. All right, I'm going to say it. I still don't care about Miro. Give it time. Yeah, I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll give it time. I'm not exactly over to completely over on him uh, just because he beat up Kip, but it's it's promising. Yeah, it's going right. down the right path. We'll, we'll start at the beginning. It's a very good place to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, finally, main event, Darby Allin once again uh, putting on a banger with 10 for the TNT title. This kid. He's another fucking kid. Every goddamn week, he just puts on gold. Like, what? How? What? What happened to, to, to the big time signing all the prime time talent? Huh? <laughs> Look at this fucking kid out here shining. They wouldn't have done jack shit with him. And people fucking brag about that other fucking company. I can't stand WWE. I can't. It doesn't like. The, there's like fucking little to no continuity. Storytelling is shit. And if it's fucking, if it's actually storytelling, it's really bad. Hence why I called it shit. It's just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why these geeks argue, argue to the point where they're mad at this crap. I don't watch anything, it's bullshit. What? I just fucking had fun watching a match in the middle of the show. Not the main event, not the opener, when you're supposed to be supposedly on a piss break. (laughs) And I had the most fun I've had of all 2021, probably, watching a goddamn match. That's uh, what wrestling is supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be entertaining. I'm not supposed to, to get mad. Let me add to that, my angry friend, but also very passionate friend, M Squared, Mr. Moses Marquez. I look at it from a stance, too. As a guy who loves professional wrestling, we all love professional wrestling. And we all have a lot of great companies to watch. NXT, I'm going to exclude the main roster with WWE, as we all do. But I'd rather watch that than friggin' Damian Priest, The New Day, throwing rotten tomatoes at the Miz, Morris, and Jackson Riker and Elias. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't even say that. Those tomatoes were fresh. There is <laughs> nothing rotten about those motherfuckers. I, I, I was I waiting for him am... to defend the segment, and he's like, how dare you bash those fucking tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> like that—that's the one thing. Like I was talking to Dad about it earlier, but I didn't even mention that part because it pissed me off. I'm sorry, but I'm from the country. There's a lot of farm around here. <laughs> Everybody's got damn gardens. I know a thing or two about some damn tomatoes. And those motherfuckers were not right. And then tomatoes. <laughs> oh my god, it, it, it was horrible. It was stupid. The entire damn thing about it was stupid. You see, you see. Yep. Uh, okay, that's all of dynamite. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is the Max Wrestling Podcast. Remember to like and follow Max Wrestling on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask you to do TikTok ox, Mike. And, no, uh, first of all, that doesn't have, oh, hold on, wait, stop right there. Don't even, you know what you did? You just killed my vibe. You just killed my mood right there. Because there is, ain't no goddamn way I do it anyway. And number two, Tick Tizok does not have a good rhythm as Cas Bizox. Very true. Uh, above all, go check us out at maxwrestling.net 
Follow us on social media at the Captain Five One Two at MCL Ninety Two at Walker Underscore TA Ninety Two and at SMR Podnet. Before we tap out and bid you adieu, remember Twitch makes Vince dickage and everybody on Anchor thinks Vince is a wanker and everybody on TikTok thinks he's a cock, including Moses Marquez. Absolutely. So yeah, speaking of Max Wrestling on TikTok, get on that ASAP. I'm on there. Everybody else should be on there. It's hilarious stuff. Um, yeah, SMR Podnet has been legit taken over by Bolt Rant because the NFL draft is today and it's going to go through the weekend. I've covered more prospects than I've covered since my high school days i've got i think three episodes out now two more drop this afternoon because i can't finish editing them right now because i gotta go to work (laughs) um i'm also gonna try my hand in youtube videos showing off some tape showing you know all this fun stuff so it's just it's football crazy right now if you're a guy that's into football american football not soccer none of that jazz i'm sorry um, if you're into American football and say you have an American team, you know, bears or whatever I have, there's prospects for everybody. Like I'm going through the dips. I actually have a two part series of my favorite, my top 55 players from day two and three of the NFL draft 55, because just recently we celebrated the, um, the passing of junior Seau. I think it's been like seven years now, I think. And in order, you know, a guy from San Diego played for San Diego, going to show him some love. He wore 55 his whole career. So 55 top players from day two and three of the draft drops uh, Saturday. Cool. And Mike, who you been talking to? Well, you already bragged about it on Twitter there to the Bull <laughs> Predictions podcast. So I'll say that. Ask and check out my latest interview. With, thank you. This is, you can check out my latest interview with the virtuoso herself. Miss Deanna Perazzo talking about her match with Dashwood, which she won. Everybody, thank you. She won the Rebellion against Daniel Dashwood. The dream matchup that's probably very imminent for the future, her and Taylor Wilde. And we just shot the breeze and had a fun conversation about women's wrestling. You can check out my latest interview with adult star Marie Daly talking about BBWs. We're talking about MarieDalyTripleX.com. We're talking about a whole lot of, they call me the Don Dada. It's a beautiful thing. You can check me out, StephenMikeShow.com, SMShow1 or MCL92, LFC, LaundryFC.com for the Beauty, Strength, and Dominance podcast. You can check out, and Dazzy Dangerously, thank you for hitting me up with this badass logo of Life and Mike. The latest edition is on my Instagram TV at MLarkinMB. Talking about why, why not. It's very inspirational. It's very uplifting. And dare I say, it's very empowering. Check it out. It's a lot of beautiful things coming. And you can always check me out on the Max Wrestling Podcast alongside my fellow four horsemen brethren and Travis the Walker Anderson, Moses Marquez, and the Captain Dazzy Lee, Dazzy Dangerously, Double D, Bay Hey B. And that's all I got to say about that. Damn right. And join us. Next week. Next week. Because we got another break from predictions next week, but it's all coming up in May. Uh, Impact just announced it's gonna under be May. siege. Gotta be May. Uh, on May 15th, uh, we have WrestleMania Backlash, I believe, uh, May... I want to say 19th? 20th. May 19th. No. Happening again. 17th. I to say, you're going to make Kane all angry, man. You're going to make Kane all angry. Uh, let me, uh, do, we have, do we have to call it WrestleMania Backlash? Yeah, let's just call it Backlash. Uh, we also yeah, have Double or Nothing at the end of May, May 30th. So there's a lot of pay-per-views coming up that we're going to predict throughout May. 
next month, which is actually yeah. next week. Oh, yeah. This was episode 320. As I said at the beginning of the show, it's 100 episodes away from Moses' favorite episode. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> I'm going to let people figure that one out. It just, it just sparked, <laughs> break, if you know what I mean. Uh, we will catch your ass down the open road, and that's the bottom line. Goodbye, Mwah. and good night. Bang. Mitch fucking sucks. I don't know if anybody knows, but I got Three a chin looks like Jay Leno. <laughs> Three months, Phoenix, and I'm coming for that ass. <laughs>